0: Another dawn comes to Nelson Street. See how it drifts off the gentle green domes of the glass arcade, giving it the look of a ghostly mosque, before dropping with a flop and spiking itself on the aerial chimneys? It slinks to the door of number nine. It rests on the step. It wets one edge of the mirror with an amber tongue habit tugs ellie freeman from room to room drawing back curtains she is a woman with disheveled hair wrapped in a dressing gown the color of a cornflake everything in her humble home has kept to its shape and form in the night every picture is straight every piece of furniture in position no matter that she's been to sleep and abandoned it for the last seven hours She picks up yesterday's paper with the crossword puzzle half done and puts it beside the bin, wincing slightly at the sticky mess on the lino. Doesn't matter, she tells herself. She can sort that out later. Today is her day off, and she will clean the house, because she always cleans the house on a Wednesday. The gurgle of the sink upstairs reminds her of a straw sucking lazily in the dregs of a carton. That's all right, he's up then. She plods past the letterbox three times, not even eyeing the paper lest she be tempted, and the buff envelopes crammed in beside it stick out, rear up where they bend and crease, and touch the hem of Malk's raincoat. They are the same color exactly, apart from the stamps, which are crisscrossed and old looking, like the lining. She is deliberately leaving the paper as a treat for later. She'll start the crossword, and Malk will finish it this evening. Hmm, anything worth having. The sound of the lavatory chain wafts out behind him, and she hears the flump of the towel on the landing. Wednesday, wash day, even Malk knows that. So she moves to collect the mail and the paper, glancing at it casually as she heads for the kettle in the kitchen. Without really thinking, she slits the only envelope addressed to her. Without really reading, she reads it. And then she knows what people mean about being dead and floating high in one corner observing themselves because the same thing is happening to her. She is watching herself from behind. It is her, Ellie Freeman. She knows because she's seen herself from that angle only just last week on video. Surprised at her own rear view, she had told the Dixons man who blinked up at her without interest. Think of all those people going through life only knowing about half of themselves. Well, there's not an awful lot you can do about the back, the Dixon's man said, bored. And nobody takes any notice of people's backs anyway. Ellie does. Ellie takes notice of people's backs, since she is often not brave enough to stare at their fronts. No, backs are important, yet ignored. So she watches her own head come up from the letter, tight as a cork in a bottleneck, and sees it going down again to check. She is even able to look out of the kitchen window at the strip of backyard, the wall at the end, and the scuffed old sunflower beside the dustbin. She watches her neck stretch and her shoulders sag, the tension before the explosion how she moves her weight from one leg to the other and how her dressing gown cord is twisted and misses one of the waist loops so that the heavy toweling drags down at one side. From behind with her blue dress on, she'd looked like a domestics bottle. That's what had shocked her in Dixon's. And then she is suddenly back inside her own body again and her brain is screaming, How much? How much? and here she is shaking the paper because it refuses to tell her either that or she is refusing to believe it. The road to riches is laid out before her.